Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I am unashamed. What about you? You'll find this interesting. So after we do our last podcast whatever, two or three days ago, I go home and my lovely wife is like, hey, babe, what'd y'all do on the podcast today? Which I thought was an interesting question. Maybe she's a listener now. <laughs> Lisa told me she didn't have the patience to listen to us. So I was like, well, all right, whatever. What does that mean? I don't know. She doesn't like have the it, patience. That's what she said. That was the way she put it. Why well, would listening? Because Alex, us. my daughter, listens, and so we were talking. She and I were talking about the podcast because she was like, "You don't have to put put up with Papa Phil's misogyny." I said, huh. "What were you talking about?" She was like, "Well, was when that? he compares me to a dog," and I was like, "Oh, well, he's just kidding." When he, you when you said that women are like dogs or whatever, I mean, yeah, you offend. <laughs> but see, Phil does that. It does well, that's it. why I told her. I was like, I he offends everybody. <laughs> Phil has the ability to offend everybody with equal enthusiasm. He's like Trump. He doesn't really mean to. He's just making a point. That's right. So anyway, I said, well, we we talked about John, too, you know, changing the water to to wine. She's like, oh, well, I bet that was good. You know, I was like, well, yeah, I thought we had an interesting angle. She said, well, of course it's an interesting angle. And then I told her my interesting angle, which was the miracle really didn't have much of a payoff. Right. Showing you, and I told her, you know, kind of what we came up with was that if you chase miracles instead of the miracle worker, you might wind up at a party drinking some wine. And that's it. You know, you need to get to the miracle worker to have, you know, the greatness of life and eternal life and you know i I did it with passion she's like well no i meant that he did that for his mom and i was like you know did y'all talk about that i said not really we mentioned it but we didn't she's like well you missed the whole point i mean you know here he was it wasn't his time i was like well yeah i said i didn't really know what that meant she's like yeah but even though his mom was flawed which some people disagree with that probably, but and he wasn't. He did it to make her happy. I think that's true. She's like it was showing, and it was in you know this wedding, you know, because you know how women are about weddings. So that was the theme in her mind. Yep. It was all about making the mom happy in this wedding atmosphere showing well it's funny because alex and i my daughter talked about it and her whole thing was and we didn't talk about this at all was that jesus the family the guy that's his wedding and it's his you know he's the one that's he's the host that he helped him save face by doing this for him for these people like because you know in their culture and, and i had not thought about that 
that aspect of it. But so it's really, I guess, you know, women, as you said, are God created strange. Well, she said you need to remember that miracle when there's something that I want you to do that you don't want to do. And so then, then I see where this yeah, is going. Yeah, now we now we get down to it. <laughs> so then I broke the cardinal rule again because I said, "Well, you're not my mom," which was you know in year one when of, of when Reed was born. So we're five years into the marriage. You're not my mom. So look, Mother's Day happens. Well, I don't get her a card. It never crossed my mind for the obvious reason. She's not your mom. Yeah. See, that makes perfect sense. So me. then she asked me why I didn't get her a card, and I said. You're not my mom. Well, she just, she just immediately started crying. There's counseling. I hope we got a close-up of there's, those there's, roll. There's counseling sessions available, Jay. I mean, you know, if we having a discussion on whether your wife is your mother or not. That's where I was coming. It's pretty simple if you look at it. But you know what I do now? But it would have been a nice gesture if you did that. Every Well, every year after that, on Mother's Day, I get her a nice little card. Because yep. she is. She's a mom. You know, I, that was one I thought, well, you know, she's got a point. She's, she's I, a mother. I, I, I was, I'm with you. I mean, I don't remember at least ever crying about it, but I probably got her card at some point. But the good thing was for me, once my kids got big enough, then they took over for that. It's kind of like with you, you know. Once they took over, then I never really felt like I had to anymore. But well, not, I mean, I, I get it. I mean, our we were raised in an environment, you know, which is kind of awkward that you're sitting there. But you know, you weren't exactly on Mother's Day. You treated it like any other day, you know. But through the years, I've told your mother many, many times, especially on the grandmother side. Right. On what a fine mom and grandmother she gives you total props that you have really in your years have grown to express more appreciation for mom. There's no doubt about it. But uh, that woman does great work with other people's children, like the little black kid the other day. You know, he looked at me. He walked up there and we was in the church building. He said, "That's my grandma," and he pointed (laughs) to Miss Kay. And Miss Kay was grinning, you know. Well, the little black dude with him said, well, if, if if she's your grandma, he pointed to me, and he said, he's your grandpa. And he went, whoa. <laughs> he, went, he looked at me, and he went, whoa. <laughs> he wasn't sure how he felt about if that. You're going down that road, son. Go all the way with it. There's your grandpa standing right beside you. He's like, yo, wait the a minute. The arrangement yeah. has taken a turn, <laughs> yeah. is what he was saying. It wasn't for the better. It's it right. become scary. Kind of scary. He was just like, I don't know about See, this. You were, in his mind, you were Abraham. She was Sarah. You were Abraham. You were, yeah. you were kind of scary. Yeah. So, Jace, when you go to the bathroom do you usually close the door when you go to a bathroom do you say 50 percent of the time what <laughs> sorry I, I, I usually close the door i usually close the door oh, too well hey sorry <laughs> <laughs> confessions of a duck man in today's world i'm actually taking a leak and i'm like this <laughs> Even with the door closed. Yeah, I'm looking around behind Because you don't want side. people coming by looking in while you're using the bathroom. Right? If they're in my house, Al, we got a different well, issue. Well, you, you might have. So so the folks that express VPN ask this question. It's a great question because just like you don't want people looking in the bathroom when you're going to the bathroom, you don't want people looking in on you while you're on the computer, when you're looking on the Internet, when you're doing all these things. That's what people do now. They look in. They get your information. And so – 
you can stop that, and you can do it with these guys at Express VPN. Basically, they secure your network. That's what it means, virtual private network. They're going to protect you from folks looking in on your phone, laptop, all these things. These companies, they do this and get your information. So if you want to be protected and you don't want people looking in, go to Express VPN. Express VPN, E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash Phil. You're going to get, uh, if you put that code in, you get three months for free to check this out. So if you don't want people looking in, expressvpn.com slash Phil. I just thought it was weird. I how, gave him a hug. I said, oh, yeah, I'll be your grandpa, man. How people have different perspectives. You know, we talk about these things, and we're men. My point is, before you go further, is that if if a little kid says that, about a woman who just is there, members of the church teaching him and their parents. Yeah. Lot, their their parents are not members there, but they right. some of the kids just show up. Yeah, you know, based some of them, a lot of them off the street, whatever. But they come in there. But after Miss Kay had worked with them for the last year, right? You know, it is pretty. I got the drift when he said she's my grandma, meaning. There was a connection there. Yeah, that's you know what, what the said? church should be. It should be. That. Look, families, exactly right. you, we convert all these so people. So to me, that's far more important than the cards. That's a good point. I mean, well, it's right, a, it's, it's a great. Yeah. Sell. But I think I mean, the reality early. comes out when you see something like that. You great say, point. you know, Miss Kay's doing some good with him, young young yeah. boys. Right. But my point was, having looked back in my immature ways at twenty three years old. It's a terrible line to say the reason I didn't get you anything is because you're not my mom. I mean that, yeah. and I and I said yeah. it, you know, as an immature twenty three, yeah. you know, yeah. well you're not my mom, right? Well, okay. Well, my <laughs> wife has never raised her voice at me. We're not, you know, we're not that kind of. It was about two days of like, are you over this yet? Yeah. I don't. I, I've never. <laughs> I've never shopped in a in a. Uh, a store where you could get a card for your mother. I've never been in there where you buy the cards. I don't know where you get one. Have you where, ever where, have you ever been in the mall that we have here? No. And no. you've never been in the mall. Never been in the mall. <laughs> I drive well, by it on Interstate Twenty and I see a here. lot of buildings there. It's been here thirty five years. We need to do you need to have like a bucket list. I mean you need to go to the mall once. Just a look. I've tried a few times just maybe to stop in, uh, but, but early in the morning, you know, I can stop in stores and go and get a package of gum or something and come out. But as far as doing any shopping, well, the, mall the merchandise outpost. The, cur- yeah. the current structure of things, it's really difficult for me to just walk into a, like a mall walking around because there's just too many people coming up and saying this and that and the other. It's just – Way more trouble than it's worth. Well, in the old, I just have to stay out of there. I'm gonna just tell you like it is. In the old days, before the show, way back, way back, yeah, when y'all used to I do, a, done it y'all used to do a lot of travel for filming the duck videos. When you do that, y'all would stop at a store to get some grub or stop at a Walmart. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean that's kind of part wise. of the. Process, but that's the only time no. Dad's ever. What he's talking about is here and locally in town. You don't go to the store, but no. you didn't. You hadn't done it our whole lives. Oh no, I didn't do it before the show and all that, but. Now I certainly don't do it. <clears throat> I just can't do it. It's just too much trouble. Yeah. Well, I was but, just fascinated that you. But, but I could send somebody, it. I guess, to get cards and stuff like that. Well, you fast forward now. I was telling you this about my lovely wife. You fast forward now. Now that maturity is taking taking hold, and uh, somebody said most of the people that are listening are men, so this will be good. But there are some women. 
We do have a lot of women, but we do have more men, I, I think. Cause so last night she said, uh, she said, I thought I'd do tacos for supper. I said, well, I thought this was after the conversation yeah. about the podcast, you know. And uh, I said, I thought I'd try to go catch some fish and uh, and cookie supper tonight. She's like, oh, that's a better idea, you know. So now I've put myself out there. Cause, and I think that's part of this, where, where we're going with this. Because the bottom line is, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking if I pull this off, this... <laughs> I know this, where you're going. <laughs> yeah. See, she, out of gratitude, <laughs> you know... Well, Jay's had a whole yeah. strategy set on that. So look, so I take off, and, uh, you know, you want to prove your skills, you know, put some pressure on it. You know what I mean? Because now I've I've... I've, uh, so you're sneaking over to Willie's uh, yep, pond. Yeah. I've heightened the expectations. Well, you know, I got a little treetop down there that I know where the crappie's at. I fished there for about five minutes, nothing. And so then, you know, I'm starting to sweat because I'm like, boy, can you believe it? I mean, frustration <laughs> is mounting now because I'm like, I cannot believe this. So anyway, I tried some other spots, and now I'm just it's it's getting dark, and I'm like, well, it's not going to work. And then boom, I caught one, and so then I caught another one. You know how it is. I found I found where they were, and they're spawning, so they're shallower. That that's where the adjustment I made. So I and knew you were tying in <clears throat> the number of fish you were catching with the, your current relationship with your wife because you had promised her fish, and yeah. in and hopes of a it, reward, it wasn't working out. I would have said something before I had now. They're not biting it. They don't catch any. <laughs> You might we might go to plan too, but, no. but you're you're in a you've got yourself in a bind. I, I went all her, in because you told her fish fries on the way. And, yeah, she's not gonna be like, well, all right, come on. If I didn't catch any fish, <laughs> I realized that once I said, let me cook supper for Who you, wants to sleep with a loser. That's, that's what she's, she's not gonna sleep with a loser. And guess what? In this one moment, I didn't meet my well, end of the bargain. I should be punished. So one of the things we know that uh, kids are super creative and every generation sort of learns new things that we don't know about. And this whole generation, dad is aware, uh, is computers, cell phones, you know, they just know more. They I mean, just We know more than you, they but my kids stampeded by me and left, oh, yeah. left me in the dust. Oh, you were just Yeah, Jace knows more than me. I mean, just funny even 5 years different. So, but you got to monitor. The problem is there's so much bad stuff that goes on. If you're not if you're as a parent, if you're not looking out for your kids, you you can have some You must problems. do that. So, uh there's a company that's got some great help. Uh it's it's called Circle. And uh, these guys, Circle Home Plus is the is the big name for it. It's called Circle. It's basically a way to manage and filter what comes into your home and what goes out. You, you're basically able to control that. And uh, they got an app. You go there. You download it. Basically, you can know what your kids are looking at, what they're not looking at, and you can block things. So we encourage you to do that. It's very important for your kids and for your family. Right now, uh, for a limited time, you can get $30 off of Circle Home Plus. So what you do is you go to meetcircle.com slash unashamed. That's your code to get the 30 bucks off. Meetcircle.com slash unashamed. Get 30 bucks off. And the most important thing is you get to protect your kids uh, because they're going to know more than you know. I've read this to Miss Kay, y'all's mother, more than once. Uh, a woman's beauty, First Peter 3, verse 4, should, should be that of your inner self. The unfading beauty of a gentle 
and quiet spirit. I didn't write this. God had Peter write it down, which is of great worth in God's sight. He said, when I find one that's gentle and has a gentle and quiet spirit. And he goes on to say, for this is the way the holy women of the past who put their hope in God used to make themselves beautiful. Mm -hmm. They were submissive to their own husbands like Sarah. We normally stress the the father of our faith, Abraham. We seldom, and and it's not quite right either. We seldom tout the fact that Sarah is the mother of. Mm-hmm. Of her faith, so right. she had a gentle quiet. She obeyed Abraham and called him. You can just run this by Missy. Called him her master. Ooh. You're her daughters yeah. if you do what is right. And an interesting statement. I can tell and you, don't like give that way part. to don't give way to fear. <clears throat> you say, well, why would a woman fear being known for a gentle and quiet spirit and and being submissive to her husband? Why would what would she have to fear? Well, try that in today's culture. And let's see how well it works out. But it's because on how, much, how many attacks you will receive right. just because your woman is gentle and quiet spirit. That's Miss K. Right. Somebody said, "Well, our care, to me, it's a sign of strength on behalf of a woman." Well, it really, to is. me, I always start off that Ephesians five with that submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Yep. There's neither male nor female in Christ. We're all married to Jesus, and I always go to that uh, of all things that Groundhog Day movie illustration but I, but you do understand how well, me, the mother me, of me, your faith was yeah but let me finish my point in that you know that silly movie when he woke up when he had this power to do the same thing every day which is what kind of marriage illustrates you're doing the same thing over and over right. again and trying to keep it keep the fire roaring but when he became totally unselfish in everything he did in every relationship you know all, then he moved on and to me, that's what you got to do. That's why I, I've set this up. Like I'm going to cook for you. You know, I'm going to I'm going to wake up and and see how I can you know make Serve you, you happy. Yeah, I, that's what I'm doing. Now I think you know as far as me leading the family in a direction that's north heavenly, you do that in other ways. But as far as your day to day life, if both of you are being unselfish and you're looking at to the needs of the other one. Oh, you're, that thing's going to be vibrant. That's right. So, you know, I, I get out of the pond. I can't, I knew I needed seven because I'm going to eat five. She's going to eat two and because I'm going to blacken <laughs> that's, that's her biblical, the fish. Seven fish. Well, I'm going to fry mine because I'm a man. That's what I do. But she likes them blackened in butter and olive oil. I know what she likes, you know. <laughs> And so we're inside the bowels of the Jason and Missy Robertson marriage. Now. I knew you would like this yeah. story. Yeah. Yeah. And so look. I like my fish fried. That's what that's what uh, Clint Eastwood said. You know, I like chicken. You know, fried. I don't remember that movie. I've seen every Clint Eastwood movie. What I think, movie is I think that? It was Clint Eastwood. I like that's, my chicken fried. Is that a Clint Eastwood movie? I don't know. John Belushi said it. Get our go on with your story. Go on with your story. So you you, you get so the, I, you got the white perch. Well, first of all, I get the white perch, and then I walk down and because I got to clean them. But you know, I was back in the house in fifteen minutes. Yeah. She was like, "You already, you already got them clean." I was like, "Yeah." See that she was impressed. See, I'm impressing yeah. her along the way. Yeah. I went and caught them. Now I've cleaned them. Yeah. Just so Jace like, is like a peacock. You know, he's got his yeah. feathers are all plumed. He's strutting yeah. around. You know, yeah. he's so, taking the submit to one another to a great length <laughs> way to a sure enough 
I mean, He's in like concrete oh, concept. He's the cock of the walk. So, so you I got cook. the fish clean. Oh, I, yeah, and then I cook them. She's and, patiently waiting on Yeah, you. and I, you know, we throw in a baked potato here, and then I get her plate, oh, and I'm yeah. like, yours are ready. Hot Working off as the a griddle, team. you know. No, she's not doing anything. <laughs> He's just doing it for her. Yeah. Okay. okay. I hand it to You're her. You're being a servant. She eats yep. it, and then I gorge myself with the rest. Yeah. You know? And so then I'm like, what about it? Well, she can't quit talking about it. Well, that's amazing. Because, you know, you take a, a fish that was just swimming oh. 15 minutes ago. So you're and, winning her heart. And, oh, I won the heart. You know, <laughs> He's going for the body. I know what he's going for. The heart's just the means. Yeah. And so after a, uh, uh, you know, a digestion period and, you know, just normal yeah. conversation, she's uh. like, well, you know, Mia's at this. She's gone, you know. I'm like, oh, now, re- oh really? Well, see, I it's knew that. Like you can hear the music. And you're and- thinking, zing, payoff. <laughs> well, I yeah. knew that going in. You yeah. see what I mean? It's so, all unfolding. As, as- yeah, Jace, I, I haven't quite uh, gotten servanthood down to that. <laughs> Ten minutes before I walked up here with y'all today, Miss K says, "I have a chicken. I have a chicken. How do you want me to fix it?" I said, let's see, whatever is easier for you, Miss Kay. She said, well, I just thought about it since Al's here. He might like sticky chicken. Yeah, well, that means, I do love sticky that means, because I'm the, the sticky chicken king. Right. I can cook them, sticky chicken, we call it. And I'll give you all the recipe later. But anyway, it's really good. I said, well, if, if Al's here, I said, do you want me to cut the chicken up and make sticky chicken out of it instead of you having a food with it? She said, I would love that. So I go in, I cut up the chicken. Fifteen minutes ago, it's now in the oven, and you you, mm-hmm. you brown it, and then you put it in the oven for about an hour, hour and a half, yep. and uh, season it up real highly. So it's 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 just chicken, olive oil and butter browned, and you throw about ten or twelve cloves of garlic over mm-hmm. in it, and put a lid on it, put it in the well, you, you may brown get, it. So you're you, saying you may get lucky later. No, I wasn't worried about that at all. Oh. I, I did it I, with, no, with nothing in return. But you say, well, you did a serving thing. You had to cook, cook the meal instead of her. I didn't mind it at all. I go. I don't mind it. I, don't I like it, the process. It does not hurt my manhood to my, walk in there in the kitchen and fix a no, meal. No, but my point was I like the process because I got to catch the fish. But I don't go so precise as you are. Like you were – you were, you know, this thing, you know, this was a five hour. How do I, how, no, how, no, how to be nice total, to, to my total, wife? Total length of time. Was, whether she's my mother or my wife, I'm clearing it up here. No, that happened years ago. I was saying, <laughs> I was bringing on. it all together for us here. I've Jace, you're on. not a millennial, but you have millennial tendencies from time to time. I have no idea what that means. I don't either. I was saying my maturity level has now, I knew the process on what was going to happen if I pull it off. I wasn't making it a big deal. How old are you, Jace, today? You're 50. Yeah, 50. 50. How but I've done this 100 50 on the times. 50 on the button. 50 on the button. Oh, you're 50 what? 55. 55. I've just. I noticed that when I go provide a meal off the land and provide, you know, and clean and cook, I just noticed that it sets a situation for lovemaking that just happens organically. I never had tied those two things together, but I I learned something every day. (laughs) (laughs) Al, have you ever made a connection with that? I I have not. I I guarantee. Think about it. You need to go catch some fish, Al. If if the fish had not been biting, he's out. That's what I like about it. There's the challenge. You talk about, look, I got my hat backwards. I don't catch these white perch. There's no sex today, that's for sure. (laughs) It all hinges on the crappie. 
a sack of lay. Yeah, you know, I have just a much more subtle approach. I guess I, I don't. I don't know. I've never thought about it quite like that. That level. I'm saying it's going to happen. A lot of weird anyway. people out there, Al. I'm just glad I'm not one of them. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Y'all are missing the point. It's going to happen anyway because we all have good wives and we have good relationships and we are being unselfish. It's going to happen anyway. I'm just saying, if you want to create a little extra passion, just a little kicker. Then you create the competition with yourself in pulling this off. It's a greater payoff. That's, is that's all a I'm that's a quite the. Well, I, I've said this before, but Jace, you got to remember one old dad here. I'll be seventy four in a couple of couple of months. We're just trying to get through the sex thing without getting hurt. That's that's the, that's where we are there. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, so I know it's you, you haven't reached that. I'm just preparing you, son, for what's to come. <laughs> And when I get there, I'll try to find a creative way to keep it. There, there you go. Bubbly. Then you're yep. fishing, maybe. So what you both described from your text reading was, and this is a great lesson for our male listeners out there, especially young husbands. When you live and act like Abraham, it makes it a lot easier for your wife to be like Sarah. No doubt about so it. So I'm saying, I mean, like what the one of the things in the text you understand, Sarah was a great woman of faith, no doubt about it. But Abraham was a great father of faith. Yep. And therefore, he was a godly man. When God oh, told yeah. him to do something, he did it. And well, so that things part of got a lot of better, a lot better lot when better. both of you are father. No doubt up. about it. But you got to think about it. What is the you know for for me to get turned on by my wife? All I need is to be within arm's reach. Correct. Because men, we're more, you know, visual and whatever. But women, you know, they like the process. They like the romance. I was trying to introduce some a foreign concept. You were thinking, Jace. One guy. No, it's it's romantic to her. For one this. guy said it was like he said when it comes to sex that men are microwaves and women are ovens. You know. Takes a little while to get the temp up for them, but we're pretty much just in one, you know, like one me, setting. I, we're yeah, ready to rock. See, I did something. Now, this is we're getting into the details of how I think, which is scary. Yeah, boy. Yeah. But see, recesses. one thing I did, one thing I did during this process is I wore gloves when I caught the fish and when I cleaned them, and my outer I had two layers of clothes on. So once I had the fish clean, I took the two layer the the top layer off put that in the washer because i knew i'm gonna cook this good meal and this process may evolve yeah which i knew it would and you didn't want something fishy coming along <laughs> i didn't want to be smelling like a yeah. fish because that's, that's, that may uh, ruin the moment man you know, just, alice this redneck logic is scary at times <laughs> well i tell you what jace is you talk about plan out an evening i mean we're well, down to the fish so smell. these well, men will what? know that's so these I'm men will know uh pretty good that's why it's so perky this morning. So, perky. These, so these guys listening will know you say phil has there been a serious argument between you and your woman in the last 25 years. No. We used to, yeah, 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 I'm running my mouth, you know, headstrong, you know, you oh, yeah. younger day. We remember those but, days. But we have not had a serious argument, literally, in 25 years. I mean, it's just, we just don't do that. Yeah, you know? Part of the reason that, time that I'm too. sharing this story is, uh, you know, I was like everybody else when you're young and you tend to, you know, especially with the internet and all, and you're just bombarded by all this. I hear that. I, I 
porn that, and yeah. pornography and you know whatever just gutter you know, snipes and well and just you know, you know some women dress yeah and i'm just to get like your what attention. a way to live your life but what i'm saying is to combat that. that in my mind from because i'm a one woman guy that's why god is you know i've talked many times greatest sex on earth between a man and a woman that are married god sanctioned you yep. know disease free et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> but in the day-to-day activities to combat the temptation of looking at other women or the internet well i try to just focus all my energy on one woman which is my wife so go and back to the women on the internet like who my point who is, is it but you, you're, you're not getting my point my point is a, a way for me in my mind not to look at that kind of stuff is to think, to wake up every morning and try to be creative in how I'm going to look at this woman later. You see what I mean? Yeah. So we uh, we started out with a family business, uh, Duck Commander, and you were pretty much looking at the beginning core of it right here and mom. You know, it was us. My grandparents were part of the early stages. So it was really interesting because we literally, Dad, you built it from a one-man operation with your family as you went forward, yep. it, it did get bigger, you know, when Willie took over. And then all of a sudden you had a lot of employees to take care of. You really, really had that. We just had a handful of people out here building duck calls. Oh, it was but, a violation of every child labor law <laughs> that there is. But that's another story. I was looking at the bandsaw they got up in the museum, and I just, I remember being about 12 years old with my hands this close to that thing <laughs> day in and day out, and I thought, oh, my word, it's a wonder I still got all my parts. Evidence that there's a God that we all made it, and I have actually – Ten fingers. All my digits. That's yeah. that right. So we built it. I mean, we. Built, I didn't know it was going to do as well as it did. We built something great, and now it's a lot of employees. And so you have issues that come up. One of the things is human resources, which we wouldn't even know anything about back in the day. But it's very important now. You got all these laws. You got people that can sue you. Your employees can sue you. You need somebody to be able to manage this, and it's very expensive. So there's a company, Bambi, B A M B E E. Uh, this specifically for small business, basically they become your human resources. So you don't have to hire a guy, pay the salary, pay the insurance, all these different things that are there. Great concept, great idea. You pay it month to month, no fees. You can cancel anytime. So you want to check these guys out if you have a small business and you need to know for your employees uh, some human resources ideas. So here's what you do. Bambi, B-A-M-B-E-E dot com slash Robertson. If you go there right now, you get a free audit. Bambi.com slash Robertson. That's B-A-M-B-E-E. Check it out for your business. If I'm going to channel all my energy, I've heard you say that many times, you need to channel all your energy towards your wife. You can have yep. all the sex you want. Well, yep. that's what I'm doing. But a byproduct of channeling all your energy is coming up with creative ways to keep everything well, look, it's fun to I'm me. Glad I don't have a cell phone. I, that's just one thing I don't have to worry about. Well, look, the internet has has now become not for the on, more porn on the men's side. Women on the connection side, they feel put upon. Their husband doesn't love me, so they get on the Facebook or something. They connect with an old friend from high school, and he tells her, you know, how good she used to. Look. And all of a sudden, but that's we, part of too just typing on the internet. You can you can be a better version of yourself. That's right. That's it's, what's it's addictive fake. to people. It's fake. Yeah, it's like you meet in a private like room that's a virtual room, and you start flirting with somebody. This is how this gets started, and you can. Put your best foot forward, and there's yeah. really no strings attached, and they that causes excitement with people. And That's terrible. Next thing you know, they're meeting for real. Now, once you 
cross that bridge, which then it's a disappointment See, naturally because you look down and it's just carnal, yeah. carnal do you, living. Do you remember the woman, Dad, that did the uh, did your article in Time Magazine? We've told her story before. You know, the one member, she was the remotely the Aussie woman. and Oh, the one that didn't like want yeah. woman to eat meat. Right, right. So Belinda's yeah. her name. So yeah. she did an article about a year ago uh, in Time Magazine. I just sat, I'm in a lot of airports, so <clears throat> it was the cover story, and it, and it said something about porn is destroying America or something like that, or destroying culture. But it was on Time Magazine. And I noticed her name on the byline. Hmm. And so because I communicate with her ever since she did the article. So I said, huh, I'll get that and read it. You know, probably something I can use. I was shocked when I read it because, you know, she's not a necessarily a spiritual person for sure. So no. she did this strictly from a journalistic viewpoint. But she had all these interviews with most of them were mid-20s to, you know, late 20-year-old men, 20 to 30. And basically the problem that she discovered was that all these men were impotent. Now, they're vibrant. They're, you know, work out. They look great but they couldn't have sex with their girlfriend wife significant other whatever hmm. over and over and all of a sudden this huge problem well there's been now enough data the problem was all these young men started on porn when they were you know preteen looking on the phone internet whatever and they were so drenched in the porn that then when they got old enough for a real woman well it was not yeah. couldn't do anything yeah Huh. That's how their mind. So, so they were. It's funny. They were all this anti-porn movement of these young men. Nothing to do with God, spirituality. Nothing. In the article even mentioned what we would say. Yeah, you know, coming from a biblical viewpoint. But I, I found it interesting that even in a world setting, that people recognize how dangerous this is and how bad it is. And mm. and these young men, they were struggling. They were like, I mean. Are we going to spend our whole lives not being able to have sex now because we're addicted? We were addicted to porn, huh. so they're basically saying, "Get off the porn." I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was amazing. I, I just couldn't well, believe I mean, it. I mean, I mean, it made it's sense. Not a real. You know? It's a fantasy land in your mind. You know, it, yeah. of the evil one. I mean, it's not not the real. Not yeah. the real. Well, it's world. the same thing you were talking about a minute ago. It's <clears throat> it's it's not real. Just like the other part isn't real about people. They're fake and hide behind. They call it catfishing, you know, where you all of a sudden they're talking about how great they are. And then they, if you, you looked at them in the real life, you're like, well, who is this person? This isn't the person yeah. I've been talking to for the last six months. I mean, in the real That's world, how fake it is. you have your wife, you enjoy the process. I mean, these are, this is your, this is a person. Right. Know, she's not here, you know, just to make you happy. I mean, you just enjoy the process. You laugh sometimes. Sometimes you're like, you know, what in the world happened? I don't know. Well, but, you always I mean, said, Dad, in your teaching, I mean, us growing up here, and, it, you, and you did a good job with us, is like, look, this is the way God says is the best way. And you have your your wife, your woman, as you said, and then, I mean, you keep it with you and her. That's your process. Yep. You're going to be happier. Your life's going to be better. No and, and there's no it. doubt that's true. That's been a truism. You know, no All I was it. saying is if you bring a few bells and whistles <laughs> to the process <laughs> – it can make it a little more enjoyable. <laughs> All right, so we got you got that, Dad. I don't want anybody getting hurt. <clears throat> you might, yeah. you might not uh, ought to do what I'm telling you because you've had a series of injuries the past year, and I that now that I've that's thought a lot about of pressure it, on Dad because he has got to go go catch some fish. You got, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a lot to ask for. I, although Dad's pretty good about. I mean, I can hear it now. You know. 
feels like I dislocated my hip. So what happened? Well, it all started when I cleaned some fish, <laughs> yeah. okay, and yeah. I blackened them. Well, the I have excitement. a backache now, but it's it's certainly not from having too much sex. <laughs> I'm actually glad. I'm actually glad that the sex drive goes down when you get in your seventies. I'm I'm mid seventies. Uh, I, I it's like, kind of a blessing. Isn't I, it? I'm telling you. Yeah. Really? I, I like well, God the fact designed it that, way. that I don't have to deal with that anymore. Yeah, that's you not know? the driving force in no, your life. I right? don't care if one walks by half naked. You say. Yeah, you've you've done move past all that. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I had my misery because of it when I was in my younger days, teenage on up to you know through college and all, you yeah. know, just One drunken, drunken, whatever. Oh, yeah. But I you, so I dealt with it. To. But I look back at it now and I said, boy, what a what a fool I was. It's just yeah, just, it's just so not using my head. It's so part fleeting. of the reason I didn't I trusted God on this was listening, you know, to you on that too. I mean, I just you were like. Saying that kind I thank of speech God as a kid. That now that's something I don't have to fool with. I, I mean, I thank him. I remember you saying, uh, uh, not well, not really jokingly, but it was funny when you you remembered the crossover time. This had probably been ten years ago when you said, "When it gets down to me and Miss K, we're watching a movie and say, what do you think, sex or popcorn tonight?'" I think I'd rather have the popcorn. You know, so so it's yeah. like you know, it's I'm we're like, okay, we're we're good. That's, yep. that's that's good. I mean, that's when you kind of had. Let's to, go with the popcorn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I love the choice being laid out there. It was pretty good. So, uh, so this is why I love the Unashamed podcast. By the way, so we start out with a story. We went off into the whole wild part of life and marriage and everything else which is good i thought y'all would just agree i didn't know it was going to become a point of conflict i've been called a millennial i just never have heard that well thought out of a plan that we finally go end up in the hay i i just never thought i never i mean i'm compartmentalized every move i was making get a peek into jason's mindset yeah it it is quite the mindset and you wonder why these yuppies act like they do i'm like yeah okay now now you got I'm gonna make a bet. The more the more people listening to what we talked about were, are gonna be on my side than y'all. They're gonna think that's awesome. You, you're acting like I, you know, discovered some new. You know, I just never heard just, that well thought out of a, me you know, either. That, that, I, a plan that was that well strategy. thought out. Yeah, yeah that that thing was man. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it worked. Man, I got to catch these fish, or I'm done today. Well, that's the, look. I mean, this, that was appealing to the to the competitive nature of male. He was going you. into his manhood. I mean, like I'm, he challenged. I himself. like putting yeah. myself to the test. You know, my fishing skills because yeah. I'm look my weakest area of fishing is crappie fishing with a pole i'm not that's not one of my strengths i can I would do have it. just inserted something along the line if i don't catch these fish plan two is you know mm. if i don't catch you and it will we'll like to but james was thinking oh, oh, oh he I've had no plan b my manhood is riding on whether <laughs> that's I catch exactly these fish. right you yeah. got it we can move on now <laughs> yeah, okay <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. That's not fun to you. Oh, geez. He's, uh, he's, he comes up with something. Yeah. <laughs> there's no courage. He's a good thinker, but sometimes you're like, yeah. Sometimes okay. overthinking it. Overthinking. There's no courage. If Don't you... overthink it, Jace. <laughs> All right. Can I give you this? There's no courage if there's not a possibility of danger or failure. I didn't read that somewhere, but it, somebody needs to write that down. There, where's the courage in that? <laughs> 
We've had a Sela moment here. <laughs> okay. uh, I just, I don't know. Let's, Next question. What's the question? All right, we so we got asked. some questions that we were going to do. Now the podcast is almost over, but we'll do one. Uh, this is a pretty good one um, that a lot of people struggle with. And so the Kathy asked us, she said, uh, where's the fine line between showing love like Jesus taught, which obviously he did and lived, and having what she calls righteous anger, like the Bible talks about. So how do you, how, what she says, how do you, how do you be like Jesus and deal with anger? You know? Righteous anger is a healthy emotion because if you took anger out of the human race, if you took it out where it didn't exist, no one ever got angry about anything. Some things you need to be angry about. It's not right. Yeah, I mean injustice, uh, the the killing of the unborn. Yeah. I mean that should make you. It's not right. Yeah, it's nothing right about it. Well, it's whoever brutal. the guy said that life is ten percent of what happens and ninety percent how you respond. I mean, being angry. If you took that into light, if that was the ten percent, then what you do about that anger, right, for the ninety percent. Would be my illustration on that. I mean, it's like it's okay to be angry, but how you act on it, there's where the there's See, where the problem. You may can come. be angry, but you don't have to sin. And you say, well, what's the possibility that will come out of my anger? You verbally lash back out at someone who has sinned against you, and you're mad. You verbally chastise them, cursing and whatnot. You right. say that'd be sin, or you physically start. Put your fist between their eyes. You say, okay, now you're beating them half to death because you got mad. Whatever she said, we're talking argument. You say, that's out, or you'll be sinning. Don't, 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 in your anger, do not sin. Where is but that? the third thing, Where is that? that's Ephesians, Ephesians 4, 26. So the bottom line is you say, well, what's the third thing? You say, what if I just yeah. keep my mouth shut and walk away? There's still the danger, even though you didn't lash out physically or verbally, when you leave the 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 contact and you walk away, you're bitter because they did what they did to you, which was not right. right. So you say, well, well, there's no way out then. There's a way out. Just forgive them. Yeah. Forgive them and walk away and don't be bitter because bitterness is worse than lashing out physically or, or verbally. So it's, anger. That's my take on it. Yeah, anger is a, the way you're describing it is the same way that Paul said in Ephesians 4. It's a gateway emotion. You don't have to sin just because you're mad. Right. In your anger, do not sin. And here's the way he put it. Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry. In other words, something makes you mad. So you got now we're talking about the sun going down. So we're talking about a day here. How long does it hold? And then he says in verse 27, and do not give the devil a foothold. That's why the people who murder their own children, I hate that practice. But I don't hate the people who are doing it. I would tell them, look. I mean, Most of let, them, let them live, man. Most of them I mean, confused. I wouldn't get, I wouldn't bang them, bang them up, and knock them on the side, throw them up against the wall or because go, they're, because they're killing their children. Or I go would kill just say abortion it's not right. Yeah, that's not well, that's, that's right. not the right reaction. You know that was uh, that Ephesians four is a quote from Psalm four four, which says, "In your anger, do not sin. When you're on your bed, search your heart and hmm. be silent." Yeah, which is a good thought in that. You search your heart and see what your motive is. You know, I don't know why this popped in my mind. I saw the biggest anger issues and problems that I've ever seen in my life 
when our church did an organized uh, flag football season. When our church, it was a church church sanctioned event because all of us and are that brought forth anger. Oh my goodness! Incredible. We did it on Wednesday nights well, after we met together. Fist so you fights. Think, you know, hey, we're all down there talking about the Lord and how good He is, and then then I've the, never look, heard look, this story. Fist oh, fights a... after the deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cursings. Yeah, just, I mean, cursing. Look, one night Willie, me and Willie were on the same team, and uh, we, of course, we won. <laughs> But shocker. You know what's funny about Willie? Somebody I need to give up. a lesson on repentance. Oh, we had some. Well, look, one we had night, to quit the league. Well, one night, because look, here's what I happened. shut it down. It's like Willie was in a situation where he had dated some girl. I mean, we're going back 20, 30 years before he was married, that was now married to one of the members, which I didn't even know that, you know. Yeah. And I, I was sensing some tension. Well, I didn't know that. And then that guy who was one of our receivers, he like threw the ball at Willie, like when we were huddling up. I mean, like right here for me to you. Of course, you know, Willie did this. And, you know, and this, it was just a, because of we're in this competitive game, we're trying to win, but it's flag football. And it's church flag football. Yeah. And I just thought to myself, I, I just remember thinking about these verses, thinking, you know, we could all because right across the street from the church building, we all go to the church building. They sing and all, and then we can't come out here and play a game without all this chaos and this anger. Which is why and, I said, based on that text, verbally lash or physically lash, you were seeing both. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm saying you have to be keep your body under control to not verbally lash out not to physically lash out. Mm-hmm. And if you leave bitter, that's the worst one of the bunch. You say, well, there's no way to get out of the situation. Just be a forgiving person and let it. So you got mad. You don't have to run your mouth about it right. or pick up a, a club and beat your neighbor well, look, or I throw a to, football at him in between I had to shut eyes. the lead down because cause I, was, I played too. I wasn't out there for everything that happened, but I was. I would play every once in a while. But I had to shut it down because one of our staff, he was a missionary in residence, and he tied in with one of the members. One, I mean, they literally came to blows. I think it's and more, he, he was working. For, he was working for the church. I, I think like, it's Whoa. more a sign of if you see what y'all are talking about that unfold in front of you. It's more a sign of maturity well, than it is. But you know, I think no it's that, an identity thing. Young in the faith. Look, they just, a lot of it was that. Willie and I also, you know, we played basketball. And what's funny is the city league, it was way better than, church than the church league. Yeah. And I think this this church league, you know, competition, these people are so, uh, you know, they're, they, they get embarrassed more. You know, somehow or another, or they're not tough as far as you know being able to get over. So they get their feelings hurt, and everybody, you know, is what I'm saying. They they seem to be more calm. Well, the worst ones were the guys, especially in basketball, were the guys that maybe played small time college ball or something. And they yeah. were pretty good. Or pretty, you see these you know. clips that come out of uh, from the news media, like little league baseball, and the parents. It's where all the trouble comes oh, from. Well, I mean, the kids the- are playing ball, but the parents are <laughs> no, having fist fights. And I, went, I went 14. referees. And- oh, I went awful. 14 years in Little League Baseball with my two sons, and I coached a couple times, you know, toward the end because I figured it out. It's all about the parents, you know. I mean, that that is it. But I had more altercations 
And and I saw more things in those fourteen years about anger over a call being missed. Yeah. You know, here's a guy, they're paying him twenty five bucks to call a game. You know, he's in college somewhere. And you know, he okay, what do you think you're gonna get? You think he's gonna get it right? They at the professional level, they don't get it right, you know, half the time. Well, this guy's like out. He don't know. And everybody just, I've seen them go crazy, the law being called, you know, and here we go. Forgiveness, uh, Al, in any culture, but especially in America, forgiveness comes slow, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's at the heart of why people do what they do. You say they're unable just to say, Give me a break! It's a little league ball game. What am I doing fighting well, my neighbor here? Think well, about, think it's about hard to look at big line. picture though, because it's all anger is about that short term. You just think how many crimes have been committed, and just in a fit of rage. You know, there's a there's a phrase in there that says a fit of rage. Yeah, and that's what happens. You just lose it in the short term, and you you can make a decision. That will cost you the rest of your That's life. That's why Jesus, when they came to him and they said, uh, so how often should we forgive somebody uh, seven times before we, we, we turn loose on them? And Jesus said, 70 times seven. He, his In point words, was, keep going. you have to live a life. If you're going to solve this anger issue, you have to learn how to forgive, or you're going to be mad when you get up in the morning. Yeah. But I also think you got to learn. You what to- happened yesterday? Listen, there are people to be angry. And, and and you know what's oh, the, they, what's the old movie the the Hackett's and the I mean the McCoys yeah Hatfield, Hatfield. And McCoy. yeah you know they Hatfield had a, the Hackett's they had a they got to where it was called a feud for <laughs> for generations generations yeah hundred and never and they don't even they ended up not even knowing why they were mad at each yeah, other yeah but a lot of it's the way we train our kids you know other day, I was when I went to Montana the other day there was a woman and she had a I could tell she was the grandma. And I would say this kid was five, you know, five or six. But the kid was a terror. You know, when I turned around, I acknowledged him when I first came. Hey, well, you know, she's cute, this little girl, you know. But I just noticed her response was weird. Like, because the grandma was like, hey, how you doing? The kid's like looking at me like, don't be talking to me. Kind of disrespectful, I thought. Didn't, you know. Mm -hmm. And, uh, boy, that was... That was the beginning of the storm. <laughs> that kid, you know, I mean, you got rules on an airplane. You know, you sit down and put your seatbelt on, shut your mouth, you know. Well, that kid was playing with that seatbelt, and I thought, well, that's not going to work because the stewardess is going to say anything. And the grandma kept saying, now put your seatbelt on, you know. Well, she put it on, then take it off. She's like, well, now put your seatbelt on. Put your seatbelt on. Well, about the fiftieth time, I want everything in me was screaming to turn around and say, "You say it once, <laughs> and then there's consequences." Because that kid was a terror, and the kid kept getting mad about every little old thing. And I thought, this is what happens when there's no consistency, no structure, no structure, and no discipline. The That's kid's it. frustrated because yeah. the kid wants you to say, "No, I said no." I mean, one little pop. Okay, we're good. Not gonna have anger issues. It never happened. We were on, I was on that flight for three and a half hours. It, n- the same thing was said hundreds of times, and there was never a consequence the whole time. In if fact, you, when, when we you landed, wonder why America has a, a, a anger issue? Look, when we were taxiing to the gate, she's like, "Nope, it's not time to take your seatbelt off." Look, she took her seatbelt off and ran. 
down the middle. Well, the stewardess was like, get back in your seat, you know. <laughs> and, the, and then she snapped. The kid started hollering. And I was like, you don't see where this is headed? I mean, this girl is going to be a terror. She already is a terror. Yeah. And she's mad, and she don't know why. All because you just won't stop life and say, I'm going to say this once, and there's going to be a pop. And everybody would have been happier. Out in this world, out, get away from the Bible. If you don't have any knowledge of God, you say, anger, there's, there's, what's the problem? Right. I mean, they won't even acknowledge that there is a problem. I know. So, so we'll close it out with this. Uh, this is another good verse we didn't read. This is a great verse to live by, especially concerning this topic. My, this is James one nineteen. My dear brothers, take note of this. This is something you need to listen to. Everyone should be quick to listen, more listening, slow to speak, less out, and slow to become angry. For man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. So that's that's the half brother. I noticed you know, he, he said a lot about the tongue. James did, yeah. But it, but it's slow to speak. That means don't don't because the first thing I mentioned a while ago is yep. when they lash back. He used right. it with his mouth. The, the, the tongue. Well, let me bring up. He later on in James four said Jay what, saw what, it on an what, airplane. On yep. James four, he said, "What causes quarrels among you?" And you know, we talking about our wives and all this. It you want something and you don't get it. Yep. It always comes back to expectations. Yep. People in basketball, you know, they get embarrassed. Why? Because they're not as good as they used to be, or you're right. better than me, and right. I'm mad, and you made me look bad. That's why you make your identity in Jesus, and you lower your expectations the, the, about everything else. The tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, That's a world three. of evil among the parts. It corrupts the whole person, and it sets the whole course of his life on fire, and it itself set on fire by hell. I mean, if you read that, you're like, whoa. <laughs> I thought you were getting angry about getting angry. No. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm just saying I'm, <laughs> I'm raising my <laughs> voice slightly because when I read that, I'm like, boy, that tongue – just think about how many times your, your tongue yeah. gets you in, in trouble. You say, learn to control your tongue. Mm-hmm. Look, in America, yeah. I mean, people are just walking down the street. It's pathetic. So I just learned a lesson. Never try to close the podcast by <laughs> introducing one more verse because, I mean, that just got Dad back in the mode. He was back in the zone. Read the book of James. <laughs> Read the book of James. Read the book of James. And don't be so angry. Yep. So we're so glad you guys were with us today. You can subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or YouTube or Facebook. And be sure and rate us on iTunes so that other people can know about the podcast. 